Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Before we get started, we want to tell you about an opportunity for you to have more growth in your relationships. We are so excited to offer our digital course, The Five Rules of Fair Fighting, Resolve Conflicts While Protecting Your Relationship. This course is for anyone who wants to grow and improve your relationships. Someone who wants to stop having the same fight over and over again and getting nowhere. This course is for the person who, quote, doesn't ever fight, but feels there's too much distance and not enough communication. Guys, conflict is inevitable. This course will help you avoid the collateral damage when fighting gets unfair. Join our email list to be the first to hear about the details of the release of The Five Rules of Fair Fighting. Go to wittyandgritty.blog to sign up. And now, back to the show. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm a girl? A girl who has everything. <laughs> Brooke, you needed to jump in and save no, I was these letting people. You have it. I was letting you have it. Again, if you are not watching mm. the YouTube for the music In my head, video, I was wondering how long you would go. You, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Episode 57, Switch on Your Brain, S-O-Y-B. Yes, it's full of a lot of neat things, and it is part of my collection. <laughs> is it complete? Not yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. So last episode, we broke down chapters one through four, and this episode, we are breaking down five through eight. We are still in the first, we are still in the first half of the book. <laughs> the remix <laughs> we're still in the first half of the book where we're getting all the sciencey proof to what's coming in the second part which is the brain detox um and tips and tricks to switch on your brain so well said yeah we're gonna start with chapter five which is titled entering into directed rest where my mother's at y'all get any rest what's that i don't know but let's <laughs> teach you about it here we go so again entering into directed rest we'll come back and talk about that word in just a second the main scripture is be still and know that i am god psalm forty-six, ten. linked science concept when we direct our rest by introspection self-reflection and prayer when we catch our thoughts, when we memorize and quote scripture, and when we develop our mind intellectually, we enhance the default mode network, the DMN, that improves brain function and mental, physical, and spiritual health. Yes, and this is a good time to mention that with our book series, we often include a freebie where there's um, a workbook that goes along with what we're discussing on the podcast. 
So if you haven't got your copy, please make sure you do. It includes everything that Brooke just read. There's a self-reflection piece, a focusing on scripture and prayer piece. There's a lot in there. You don't want to miss out. Yeah, there's even little cards that you can cut out and use to memorize, help memorize scripture, which is, that is very helpful for me. So Brooke, we have that. where do they go to get this freebie? I will tell you how to get this free freebie. <laughs> You can email us at wittyandgrittypodcast at gmail.com and say, hey, can I have that free thing with the brain? And I'll say, yeah, I can. Here you go. Boom. Send in your <laughs> inbox. Or you can go to wittyandgritty.blog forward slash. Switch on your brain. And it's there. There's a lot there. It's right at the top to make it easy because that's what we're all about. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> we're getting good at this. <laughs> We hang out often. Mm. Just going to happen. Yeah. Okay, so directed rest. That's what this chapter is about. Now, what is the difference between just resting and directed rest? Why would they emphasize that word? So remember, when our when we are conscious, that's where we're building and doing lots of input. And then when we're asleep, that's the filing and sorting that our brain does. Our brain's always doing something. Hello, heartbeat and blinking and breathing and swallowing and things like that. So again, when we're asleep, that's when it's filing things away. But directed rest, that's more along the lines of intentional, conscious, focused thinking. Man, I am here for that. Um, Tell us more about the default mode network. (laughs) So she calls it the DMN, so DMN, default mode network. That is what you're defaulting to. So whatever is in your heart, in your conscious, that's what's going to naturally happen. Is that what you wanted me to talk about? Or do you want me to talk about the the TPN versus the DMN? No, but I think now that I understand what the DMN is, it would be great to learn more about the TPN. (laughs) Okay, so there are two acronyms we're going to talk about. So the Task Positive Network and then the default mode network. So the TPN, the DMN. So think your default mode network. That's the thing that you're naturally going to do, your knee-jerk reaction. This happens, you're going to do this thing. That's just your natural thought, line of thinking, mode of operation, however you want to say it. But then your TPN, the task-positive network, that's the thing you're actually doing. So before you honk your horn at the person who's cutting you off, the DMN has put that in your brain that that is the response you need to do when you get cut off. Instead of saying, oh, they must be in a hurry. You're going to be like, no! (laughs) So again, the DMN, that has been happening subconsciously, unconsciously, or during your directed reflection and directed rest. And then whenever an action happens, all the thinking has already taken place and your brain already has told your body what to do. Which is crazy um, to think about that it says toxic thinking can cause miswiring, which will increase the DMN, your non-conscious, which has a result of decreasing your TPN. So when you have toxic thoughts, um, you're less task-oriented, you're not producing as much, and I know I can relate to that. I think everyone can. Yeah, definitely when I'm stressed out, feeling low, um, that's when dishes take 16 minutes, if you were listening to our last episode. Um, 
stuff piles up. I don't have a lot of uh, progress to show on anything. Um, and then it's really hard to climb out of that environment and those feelings. So I that definitely hit home with me. I can definitely relate to that scientifically proven thing. Makes right. me feel like I'm not a weirdo. There's science. It just makes you a human. Congratulations. Human. It's a step above every other creature on the planet. Well done. Baron. So this chapter is all about how to help yourself in the DMN so that your TPN can be good. So if our DMN, if I'm stressed or like, let's do an example of arguing with your spouse. Okay. So if I'm, if Morgan comes home, he's got angry face unrelated to me because work went awry. Who knows? He walks in. I read that as a bad signal because this whole time I'm like, oh, is he mad at me? He didn't say hi. He didn't hear me. That, like that example you mm-hmm. said last mm-hmm. episode. And then he asks if the dishes are done. Well, let's say I didn't get to them. So am I already on the defensive and be like, I didn't have time to get it done. So that means the DMN of my thought life, that produced whatever I said to my husband. So again, if we are checking ourselves there, if we're taking the thought captive, okay, is this related to me or not? If it's related to me, let's talk about it. And mm-hmm. if it's not related to me, then let me give them some time. So whatever works out with your spouse, whatever rules you guys have learned through our digital course that will be coming out soon, then that's where you can go from there. So again, your default mode network is going to produce your task positive network, what you are actually going to do. And so, the good news is, your mind can change your brain in a positive way when you intentionally direct your attention. Intentionally is the key. Which leads us perfectly into chapter six. Stop milkshake multitasking. Don't be led astray. This is not about a yummy dessert. It is, in fact, about your brain turning into mush, looking like... A milkshake. Gross. <laughs> Still want that milkshake? Kind of soupy up there. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. Let's go on to the main scripture, peeps. All right. Dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live. Really live. Body and soul. They're bursting with health. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Proverbs 4, 20-23. Linked science concept. Multitasking is a persistent myth. Paying deep, focused attention to one task at a time is the correct way. Can I just say, it? that part of scripture where it says, keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. I can break that down to like a day. Like if I wake up and my heart's in the right place, you know, your life is hopefully more than a day. But just in a bite-sized chunk, that's where my day starts. I'm not sure I may fly. (sighs) (laughs) You watch too much Animal Play. I do. Not ashamed. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Um, So anyways, the point though, it just really resonated with me. Because a lot of times I think of a heart is like the organ and it pumps blood and then thinking of it as your spirits um that just that really hit me that you, yeah it's hard to stay positive and be in this like 
great lifestyle and headspace when you're hurting. Um, so if you can address those needs first, it makes it more authentic and a much better uh, lifestyle. Aside from science just proving that multitasking isn't really a thing, like you cannot fully focus on two things at one time. Your your subconscious has to kick in, your non-conscious skills kick in, you have to get in flow, according to grit, and then you can be thinking about something else, which is why drummers, once they are skilled enough at drumming, they can also sing while they're doing the drums. So again, you have to get enough unconscious practice that your unconscious subconscious is taking care of it. So like feeding the baby and you eating. You can't think about both of those things at one time. So even right now, if you're driving and listening at the same time, what, have you ever driven somewhere and you're like, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did I run a stop sign or a light? Surely I stopped. And then I got my backseat driver. So I'm like, surely they would have said, Mom, that light was red. Why'd you do that? Um, I like how she explains that you aren't really multitasking. You're just shifting your attention rapidly. And so I picture like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. basket weaving and you go like over over under like, I don't basket weave fair and tell you me more still have the two pieces <laughs> do you really basket weave that's amazing not one piece no so I feel like I Betty knows like, how to do that she does but like crafty panda on Facebook they do like all the crafty things but in rapid speed and so it's pretty cool I watch all their videos but the other thing is there's times being a second grade teacher in the past and you're making arts and crafts and they gotta like weave the construction paper Oh, or the pot hand holder things that you make with those long rubber band elastic things. The point is, picture weaving. It's not one piece of material. It's the intertwining of materials. And so I feel like multitasking would be a piece of fabric, whereas multitasking is really just weaving in and out. So... That's exhausting. There's also a Bible verse, Matthew 6, 24, no man can serve two masters. So again, that Bible verse is about serve yourself or serve God. But you can even break that down in as small. That's what I like about the Bible. That you can't serve two masters, right? You can't serve yourself and God at the same time. Same thing all the way down to how your thoughts work. God designed it to where you can't serve two masters even thinking about two things at one time. You cannot do it. So that just further solidifies another Bible verse in there backing up. The science is backing up these Bible verses. Mm -hmm. And so in relation to that, you know, if people are trying to multitask, I think the idea is they feel like they're getting so much more accomplished. And the science again here shows that they've seen the greatest changes in progress um, in people that chose to focus their intention on, on one thing and which restored greater function. And so I know that I just came out of a very stressful work season, and it was getting difficult just to remember remember trivial things like, did we eat dinner tonight? I think I fed the kids. They're in bed. They didn't ask for dinner. <laughs> I mean, maybe not that extreme, but maybe just, you know, they ate. Don't worry. Um, it just, I couldn't focus on anything, and when I would try to focus, it seemed like it took all of me. And now that I've had a break from that, I can like feel my brain recovering because I haven't had to live in a constant state of multitasking, especially with COVID. 
for those of you that have been like working at home, but your kids are home and your family's home, oh my gosh, you constantly like have one ear out and they need something every time you sit down. I'm just venting here. Every time you sit down <laughs> and you really get going, that's when, you know, the two-year-old needs to go potty. And it's just... This is also how a lot of leaders feel too. So a lot for principals, for example, using a principal example, if you are in your office trying to accomplish a task, someone's walking in your door every five minutes. You can't send the one email. Yeah. So same thing with kids. This is this explains pregnancy brain. Mm-hmm. Because your body is making another human. You go, girl. That's why you're having a hard time thinking other things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, science. Okay, so <laughs> multitasking. Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt. He talks about a big three. So what are your big three for the week? And then you break that down over the course of the week. And then what are your big three for the day? So if you can get those big three done, everything else is a bonus. So even just starting with your big three. And some people like to do some people like to do the quickest task first so they can get something off the list. Or some people like to do the one that's going to make the biggest impact. I think, Farron, you talked about this a few episodes ago. You like to, to do the thing that was the most visually pleasing to your eye, whether it's like picking up kids' clothes. Yes, I gave two examples. One, I remember growing up as a kid, and now I tell my kids to do this. Whenever you're going to go clean your room, try to do the first thing that's going to show the most progress. So for me, it might have been like, man, looking around my room, I see there's dirty clothes everywhere. I bet if I start by the one task, pick up my dirty clothes, I'll see the biggest gains. And that will then be motivating and make the bigger task of having to clean my room not so overwhelming. I remember now because my example was the Legos. If we can get the Legos up, you can see 80 more percent of the floor. Yes. And then another time when we've been doing the at-home learning, I suggested that start with the toughest task in the morning. Um, When your kids are feeling more refreshed, it's not hanging over their head all day, and you still have a lot of patience left. So (laughs) I think it's all depending on the the different situation and scenario. But um, that's there. There you go. Even another, to piggyback off of that, if you're looking for tactics with doing, like you were saying, Farron, if you are going to do virtual learning academy this upcoming school year, if you're opting for that, you can't, you should highly recommend to do the most daunting task first in the morning. But if you're not getting those assignments until later in the day, make sure you plan the night before if you can. Like if you get the assignment on a Monday, you can plan your Tuesday out and plan it around looking through the assignments. So if Monday all the assignments are re- releasing, filter it through that. What can I do first to make me the most productive? And then that's also knowing yourself, your kids, when are your most productive hours and what's best for everybody involved and all the examples we just gave help build self-confidence and develop motivation intrinsic motivation um so yes and something else to say before we move on from multitasking is that she does reference that this attempt to multitask can also be labeled as add and adhd and as you mentioned in a previously um She's used her 21-day detox program to help people come out of, what'd you say? like Vegetative states. Vegetative states, people. So she's also worked with kids that struggle with learning disabilities and attention 
deficit disorders um, to improve their concentration and focus. So again, hang tight for part two of the book where we'll get into the detox program. But if you think about it, um, if you know someone with ADHD, they do. They, they can switch from topic to topic to topic um, constantly. And so that same mindset, you can help focus on one thing and develop that strength and that ability. And so they can overcome it. I mean, I, I there's been so many times where I go to do the dishes and then I realize, oh, there's plates on the table. So then I go to pick up the plates on the table and I realize, oh, there's a dirty shirt right here because we had spaghetti. So then I go walk the shirt over to the washing machine and then I realize, oh, there's clothes in the washer. I need to put those clothes in the dryer. And then now the dishes still aren't done. So I can see where I do that all the time whenever I could just say, okay, first things first. Get all the dishes to the sink, and then I can go from there. So, again, coming up with that system, ooh, wow, that's like an old-school reference to 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. It is. That finding the systems that work for you, find the system that works for you, put it in place, go from there. And this does take me back to the previous episode on taking our thoughts captive. So when I heard you walking through that, you saw the dirty shirt, and you could have said, oh, I will deal with that after I wash the dishes. Instead of letting your thoughts, you know, control the processes. So mm-hmm. that was a great example because I do the same thing. I think everyone's guilty of that. Just maybe not necessarily with custodial duties. It could be writing the email. Right. Well, first I got to check all my unread emails. Oh, no, now I got this email that's urgent. Oh, no, now I got to do this. So it could be something as simple as checking your inbox. Yep. Yeek! All right, moving into chapter seven, called, and it's titled Thinking God and the Quantum Physics Brain. Dun, dun, dun. Don't worry, it's not. Once we break it down, it will be all right. So quantum physics, you got this, guys. Did you uh, ever get into the Big Bang Theory? Yes. I, I don't think just, I've watched all the episodes, just here and there, sporadically. Every time I hear quantum anything i just <laughs> picture all the cast our members. whole universe is in a hot <laughs> don't make me get started again okay and 14 million years ago expansion started wait <laughs> <laughs> something with neanderthals and something something it all started with a big big bang bang Okay, we so know the song. We're great at singing, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> okay, so again, chapter seven, thinking, comma, God, comma, and the quantum physics brain. Main scripture. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Deuteronomy thirty nineteen. Linked science concepts. The process of thinking and choosing is the most powerful thing in the universe after God, and it is a phenomenal gift from God to be treasured and used properly. The basic ingredients of quantum physics are paying attention, thinking and choosing, and consequence. So again, a lot of ideas we've already heard in this book being brought forward in this chapter, so that should give you some confidence that you can tackle this. You have the background knowledge to do so. Boom. And us, which we feel like we're mostly helpful. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, we are. Okay, I'm going to set you up. All right, I'll try to knock it down. You always do. Okay, so you there's... You flatter me. <laughs> there's the sensory world, which most of us are aware of and live in. But then there's What sensory world? Sensory world involves your five senses. So the things you can hear, see, touch, smell, taste. Don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> I did hand signals with all those except for the yellow snow part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that one. Okay, so then there's another level. Smaller than that is how I like to picture it, and that is the electromagnetism and the atoms level. Tiny, teeny particles that make the world go round. And then there's an even deeper world, and that is the quantum world. So again, remember when... We thought the atoms were the smallest thing, smallest particle, and then we figured out how to split it open. And then we were like, oh wait, there's more. And then that, there we enter the quantum world. And so I'm just going to break it down. So quantum means energy. So quantum physics, that's going to explain how the things make up the atoms. So quantum physics is what's inside the atom that makes up the atom that makes up the thing that makes up the us. So quantum is energy, so the physics of the energy, quantum physics. And then we have quantum mechanics, so that's the mathematical formula of how this energy is working. So when you hear quantum mechanics and you see all these like formulas in your mind and you're like, what, what the square root of three million and blah, 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 blah. So the quantum mechanics is the energy or the math of the energy. So the mathematical formula of the energy and how that energy makes the thing, the physics, the quantum physics, the quantum physics makes the atom, and the atoms all together make up the actual whatever thing it is. Your tongue, your eyeball, your mind. I meant your brain. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're like, why? Why is this chapter in here? <laughs> it's all because the quantum world challenges the whole idea of, like, are we human like machines or do we have again the ability to think and choose on our own and have you know an impact on our lives um and so again the quantum world proves in a sense the whole free will idea which Brooke you explained earlier and I think you should again the whole free will versus destination that that's not this argument so right okay so again the predestination and free will that's not what this book is so if you're looking for that argument go somewhere else because that's not <laughs> what this is at all. So we they have used quantum physics um, to predict and quantify how we're going to choose options. So this is the way of measuring free will or describing it using a mathematical formula. So in essence, quantum physics says that your consciousness affects the behaviors of a subatomic particle. The particles move back and forth in time and appear in all possible places at once. And the universe is connected with transfers of information that are faster than light. All this to say, you walk in your closet, do I want yoga pants or do mm. I want sweatpants? Mm. Boys, if you're like, they're the same. No, they're not. Nope. So in your head, you walk in, do I want yoga pants or sweatpants? I want yoga pants. You're, you just did quantum physics of the brain. So that's what, that's what happened there. It's proving... All of this quantum physics stuff is just proving that you can make choices. You can see all the choices in front of you and decide what kind of pants you want to wear. That sums it up for me. (laughs) 
the other really important part of this was the quantum zero effect, which basically means that the, it's the repeated effort that causes learning to take place. So as educators, that's something that we're very aware of, that um, some students need more repetition than others. And this is going to um, play a really important role when we get to, again, the 21-day brain detox program in the second part of the book. So don't forget, it's repeated effort that causes learning to take place. Um, talent, trying to knock it out of the park on that first try. You're going to set yourself up for failure if you try to hold yourself to that level of expectation. So just remember, repeated effort causes learning to take place. I mean, we you see it all the time, teaching your kid how to read, or cat is spelled C-A-T, or bingo, B-I-N-G-O. You come up with a song, and that's going to... The kid's going to repeat the song over and over and over, and then they finally learn how to spell the word. I'm still waiting for my kids to learn to take stuff up the stairs when it's on the step. <laughs> you just got to repeat the process, Farron. So, for example, getting our kids to help learn their names. So, with Sloan, we did S-L-O-A-N-E. That's how you spell Sloan. And we would repeat it all the time. And then finally, she could go S-L-O-A-N-E. That spells me. I'm like, <laughs> So, again, it's that repeated effort. So, again, when we see repeated effort or you just got to keep working at it and keep going, you're actually doing the quantum zero effect. Look at you. You didn't even know you are doing that awesome stuff. Yeah, and now if you ever run into the cast of Big Bang Theory, you can because that's who they are in real life, you can totally talk quantum <laughs> physics with them. You actually great. can. One of them is actually a neuroscientist. Yes, Amy. Fun with flags. Fun with Flax. Welcome to this episode of <laughs> Fun with Flax. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright, let's quickly move to the next chapter. <laughs> chapter 8. The Science of Thought. Main scripture. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. James one twenty one. Linked science concept. What you wire into your brain through thinking is stored in your non-conscious mind. The non-conscious mind is where 99.9% of our mind activity is. It is the root level that stores the thoughts with the emotions and perceptions, and it impacts the conscious mind and what we say and do. Everything is first a thought. The geodesic information processing theory is a scientific way of understanding this. More big words. Dun, dun, dun. But we got you. Basically, what's in your heart comes out of your mouth. That's also in the Bible. <sighs> Freudian slips. Is that what we're talking about now? <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. And every time I think of Freud, it's not about a Freudian slip. Oh. It's about all the other weird... Pavlov dog bell saliva uh, one. A little bit weird. A little bit um, uncomfortable not for this podcast. Gotcha. Hmm. I'm so sorry to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes. And I know that sometimes people, like, they'll say something and I'll be like, oh, it just came out of my mouth. I didn't even think about it. And it's like, that's right. You didn't think about it. So that means that's coming from somewhere. You had that thought. You just maybe didn't process it or think through it as much or maybe get to the point to realize you shouldn't say it out loud that's why you need to be slow to speak and quick to listen and 
listen twice as much as you talk. All those things. Dang, those are all three great words of wisdom. I love it. The B-I-B-L-E. Oh. Yes, that's the book for me. <laughs> Not to be confused with... S-O-Y-B. <laughs> that is also the book for me. It is a book for me, but not the book for me. Gotcha. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm so glad you asked for it. <laughs> I didn't think I did. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Moving so, on. <laughs> I like that she says that our choices either create a healthy thought universe or turns lies into a toxic thought universe. God has given us the ability to think and choose and create reality. So again, if you're like, I think I've heard that before, you have. Um, it just comes up in every single chapter. Again, science after science concept and theory and brain scans and research. It's all been done to prove this. Quantum zero effect. We're trying to say it more so you remember it more. Look what she did there. Makes sense. So yes. Um, that is why it's important to take your thoughts captive and, um, really you, you have the power. You have the choice on your response and reaction, not only to the outside environment, but to the thoughts coming inside your head. We talk about this a lot too, whenever you're trying to, if some, a thought goes in your head and you're holding it up to the truth of the Bible, it's going to be really hard to, okay, let me get my, let me get Google out let me look through the, and find the verse that combats this. Yes, you can do that. That does take more time. But you can also memorize scripture. And that's going to help because you can immediately debunk whatever the thought is. Yes, and it's also important to note here, she says that your non-conscious mind is filled with thoughts you've been building since you were born. Okay, you're like, yeah, I get that. But they form the perceptual base from which you see your life. So they're a little important. <laughs> Right, that's the lens you view the world in. So whatever is happening in our non-conscious 99.9% of what's going on in our brain, that is how we view the world. So we have to break it down, how are we viewing the world. That's why I loved the Enneagram miniseries so much, because it helped me actually see why I'm seeing the world the way I'm seeing it, why that upsets me but it doesn't upset you, and go from there. So that was super helpful for me. Right, and so on the switch side, of the flip side of that, for the switch on your brain book, if you're like, man, I want to be more like this, I think I'd be, um, you know, happier and healthier and more productive, you can, but your lens doesn't s seem to work that way. The good news is, you can do something about that, you're not like stuck that way, and there's probably lots of great things you already do, it's just a couple of thought processes that you need to put in check. So that takes us to the geodesic information processing model. Don't freak out. This is why you also need the book because you can see her awesome illustration there and her whole informational infographic thing. It will definitely help you. So this made, this part made me think a lot of the Grit miniseries with Angela Duckworth, how you are unconsciously incompetent and then you are consciously incompetent and then you are consciously competent and then unconsciously competent so that was a lot of things at once basically you are unaware of your thought life and then you realize oh my thought life is not that great and then you change your thought life actively cognitively and then your unconscious takes over continuing that positive thought life 
So basically, she came up with this system, and she has coined the term geodesic information processing model, and it just shows you how you are receiving input from a lot of different things all at once, and through that, you are interpreting that a certain way. Therefore, it will be stored, filed away, and used later in that way you have interpreted it. So if you want to change your output, you're going to have to work from, you have to think from begin with the end in mind. So if I don't want that output to come out, I need to work back to the baby steps. Oh, now I need to realize that my unconscious thinking is not healthy. So I'll give an example of me listening to secular music. I know that that makes me sound like so whatever. I don't listen to secular music. I love it. I love to listen to it. This is why I can't listen to it because I love music so much that I'm always singing a song in my head. So I found myself singing not things that were good. And then that was producing an output aside just from singing a song out loud, like my thought life, how I interpreted things. So I had to realize why, why is my thought life like this? Then I started trying out different things. And then I realized, okay, maybe I need to change input because I love music so much. Let me replace it either with worship music or with audiobooks, something that will fill me up instead of just entertain because thing I like learning. So learning is still entertainment for me. So I changed it from there. So then I, so I became, I was unconsciously aware that the music, the input was not good. And then I became aware that the input was not good. So I changed the input and actively worked on it. And now that's what's taken over in my subconscious. So when I react a certain way or think about a certain thing, it's the output that I want. Yes, and to give another example, like we talked earlier, if my husband comes in the door and I say, like, hey, babe, and he doesn't say anything and continues to walk away, I take that input and I think... God, it was, he's mad at me. We didn't, I haven't even seen him all day. Like, does he not, he can't even say hi. And now I'm taking that input. I'm not digesting it well. And then, you know, he comes back in the room. I'm like, you're not going to say hi to me. And so my output is immediately negative. And then I come to realize, oh, he, he hadn't heard me. But now he's upset because I got so upset over something that didn't happen. So, again, if I would start with what Brooke was saying, the input, when he doesn't say hi, I could say, okay, I'm going to give it another try. Maybe he didn't hear me. And if he did and he was having not the greatest moment, that gives him grace. Yes. And a chance to respond a different way. Yes, it gives me a different approach to it. So, if I say hi again and he's like, hi. I can respond like, okay, now I do know, in fact, he's having a bad day. How can I show up for him? Um, instead of thinking, well, I didn't give him a bad day. Why is he acting like? So there's so many examples. However you're consuming the input and then processing it is playing out in your behaviors and your output. Right. So again, don't get all intimidated by these words or these phrases or concepts that she's using. We are happy to break them down. Even further, if you'd like to, just shoot us an email or DM us. Not DMN us. That's your default <laughs> mode network. But you can find us, and we are happy to explain it further or describe it differently. Again, we are educators, so our job is to come up with a way to help everybody understand what we're talking about. So if any part of it's confusing, let us know, and we are happy to help you out there. Yes, ma'am. 
Alright, so one of the greatest parts of chapter 8 is it wraps up the first 8 chapters. It says the 8 keys from the first 8 chapters before we move on into part 2, which is the process of detoxing your brain, the 21-day brain detox. So, the first key was mind controls matter. So, controlling your mind. And then we have choice and your multiple perspective advantage. Remember, you can see and observe outside of yourself. And then the third one, your choices change your brain. So, um, again, they are powerful. Be careful what you're thinking. The fourth point is catch those thoughts. So, remember going back to that Bible verse, really filtering through, becoming aware of your thought life, and changing it for the positive. Number five, entering into directed rest. Remember, this is consciously meditating on your thoughts, resting with a purpose. And then six is stop multitasking. Remember, it's just not going to work. Your brain is not designed like that. You are not designed like that. You are better served if you complete one task and then move on to the next. And then we had thinking God in the quantum physics brain, which Brooke did an excellent job talking about. Essentially, we are thinking creatures that can make choices beyond our basic needs and we have um, God's given us that ability to um, create our reality and then the last point in part one the science of thought so that's going to break down the different ways we receive the input whether it's unconsciously or consciously remember we want to become aware of the input that is occurring because that's going to develop our lens in which we review <laughs> review our lens in which we view the world Great. Man, that was a lot, but we did it, guys. So much science. See, we're here for you. All right. So stay tuned. This is the moment you've been waiting for. Part two of the book is coming up next week again because we know repetition is how the brain works. That's right. The quantum zero effects. <laughs> <laughs> now we can just say in that instead of rote memory learning, we can say quantum zero effect. The QZE if you need another <laughs> acronym in your life. Always. Yes. So the part two is the 21-day brain detox plan. Tune in next week to figure out how that works. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Witty and Gritty podcast. Join us at wittyandgritty.blog where you can subscribe to our newsletter, check out our blog, and listen to more episodes. We have a Facebook group out there just for you for discussion, support, and community. And don't forget to get your freebie that's designed just for this mini-series. If you have any questions, reach out. We'll be right there.